Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Your path to e-commerce success starts right here. You're listening to Practical E-Commerce, the podcast for e-commerce results. Welcome back to another Practical E-Commerce podcast. My name is Brian Getting, and this is our weekly podcast for the week of October 23rd, 2006. And this week we've got uh, Michael Katz, who is the founder and chief penguin over at Blue Penguin Development Incorporated, which is a uh, consulting firm that helps companies increase sales, uh, particularly by showing CEOs how to market to their existing relationships. Uh, And they also specialize in the development of uh, electronic newsletters. And uh, our contributing editor, Mitch Bettis, had a chance to speak with Michael Katz here. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to them talking about uh, the importance of communicating with customers and how to uh, sort of get that genuine you feeling into, into uh, electronic newsletters and, and wh- what type of content to put in these newsletters as well. So I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Mitch Bettis and Michael Katz of Blue Penguin. We're talking today to Michael Katz at Blue Penguin Development. And Michael, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Let's maybe begin on the marketing side where many people perhaps go wrong. Do people not take advantage of marketing to their own circle, the people within their business sphere that they already know? And and then why is that? Definitely yes to your first question regarding not taking advantage. In fact, I have to say one of my favorite questions to ask somebody when they call me and are thinking about working with me is, what do you do now to systematically stay in front of the people you already know? And I always get a sort of embarrassed silence. And then someone will say something like, well, you know, we send them holiday cards and invoices. I mean, no one disputes that, staying in, that, that marketing to your existing relationships is more effective. I mean, you know, there have been all kinds of studies that say it's six times or ten times, whatever more efficient than going after strangers. Everybody believes that. But when you actually sit with people and say, Show me how you're spending your money to market your company. And invariably, the vast majority, and I mean vast majority, like 95% of their money is spent talking to people they don't know. And when you say, what do you do to stay in touch with those other people, it's really, it's little stuff. It's not that systematic. It tends to be kind of after the fact. Is this where a tool like an e-newsletter can make a big difference? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, the... The, the thing that I love about well, I love a lot of things about e-newsletters, but one of the things I love about them is they happen over and over and over again. So once you, you get in the swing of something like a newsletter and commit to doing it, and I recommend that people do it monthly, and it becomes part of the way you operate your business, it's like every month from now until the end of time, you are reaching out to those existing relationships. And so it, it, it makes up for a lot of sins in, in, sense, in the sense of, forgetting about people you already know. 
I mean, there's other things you can do as well, of course, that, that, that deal with um, leveraging relationships. But a newsletter has this sort of ability to, to touch all the people you know from your best friend down to the guy you met at a business meeting this morning and everybody in between. It's, it's about the most efficient one-size-fits-all tool that I found, even though other things for different situations you know, might, might apply better. I guess perhaps one of the first thoughts when a small e-commerce CEO is hearing us talk about this, they may be thinking, another thing on my to-do list. I mean, I, I can barely you know, keep my shoes tied between fulfillment and shipping and order management and all the you know, managing employees and whatever else I've got going. Your, your organization offers some tools to help alleviate those, some of those pressures, as I understand. Maybe you could explain some of those and, and maybe, again, kind of talk about ways that this isn't designed to be something that is to consume hours of your life every day. Right. I'd say it's a monthly event. I, when someone says, how long will it take? You know, it does vary, but I pretty much say, figure it'll take you a day for every issue. So that's one day a month. Although I don't, really, I don't usually talk to people from the perspective of how simple it is, although, and I can tell you more about it, the tools that are available have made it much simpler than it was, you know, four or five years ago. I usually ask people to tell me what they're currently doing in terms of relationships. And again, it tends to be pretty random, but the interesting thing is that that same CEO, if, I, if he told me that he, he went to three networking events the previous week, you know, a couple of dinners and a breakfast thing, that person would feel really good about spending their time reaching out to people. That same time that you spend randomly wandering around a business meeting, if you took that and, and applied that to your newsletter production day, you'd get much more benefit. So I think there's this illusion, I don't know where it came from, that being out there is something everyone has to do when you've got this tool which allows you to much more systematically reach many more people. So I try and get people to think about how they can spend less time maybe doing something else, and that's just one example, and use that for a newsletter. I would say, though, that at least with my approach, which is really a coaching approach in the sense that I'm helping people create and then write on a monthly basis generally, you can't remove yourself totally. So, again, the way I do it is I'm helping you put your thoughts and perspective and knowledge down once a month. But just like you can't pay me to go exercise at the gym for you, you, know, you kind of have to show up. I would like to pay you to do that for yeah, me, that's by right. the way. That would be great. If you could figure that out, you'd be a rich man. But, so I require that there's a, a minimum involvement because, to me, what a newsletter really is about is taking a lunch that you might have with a colleague, not even necessarily a prospect, but a business colleague, and that opportunity that it provides for you to share your perspective and make a personal connection and stay top of mind, except I'm allowing you to do it with 5,000 people every single month. It's not quite as good as a lunch, but it, it sure scales a lot better. <laughs> so it's the same idea. It's really get the genuine you into this newsletter, and that's why the genuine you kind of has to, has to show up for this. And my role is really more facilitator in the sense that, you know, you're, you're the lemon and I'm the juicer. And so, you know, I don't actually bring anything to the table other than the ability to get the juice out of you, but you have to be there. What should I be thinking about in terms of content? Am I talking about new products that we're launching? Am I talking about new services our business officers? Am I talking about something more relational, sharing about the genuine me, my life, and my struggles at the gym? Or, well, or what, what do we put in terms of this regular communication? The thing about a newsletter, unlike every other marketing thing you're probably involved in, is it's not fundamentally about you. And, and this is where companies get off track, particularly people who have a marketing background, because you're so attuned to talking about yourself 
using fancy words to say something elegant or that sounds really good. And I spend most of my time helping people unlearn the, the we want to talk about ourselves always focus, which is kind of the default for most company communications. The thing with a newsletter is that this whole thing only works if the person who gets your newsletter wants to get it. Because unlike every other dollar you might spend on marketing or advertising, whether it's a billboard or telemarketing or a newspaper or radio or TV advertising, the end user holds all the cards when it comes to email. I can decide that you're never getting in my email box again just by clicking my spam button. So you can't buy or trick or force your way into my inbox the way, frankly, you can if you want to spend enough money to get in front of me as I move through the day otherwise. So the ticket of entry is the recipient has to want what you're sending, which, again, is sort of backwards from the way you would think of sending a typical marketing piece or even designing your website. So my focus with people is, is to spend a lot of time figuring out who you're trying to talk to, what information do you have that they want, not what do you want to tell them, just what do you have that they want, and then your newsletter is, is almost more like a magazine. It's, it's a piece of information on the topic they care about, which presumably you're an expert in. Let me give you a simple example. If you were a plumber and your target audience is a homeowner, then every month you write about plumbing because that's what the homeowner cares about, plumbing tips. The funny thing is, when I get your plumbing tips month after month after month, not because I care about you in particular, only because I want that information, when the day comes that I want to remodel my kitchen, you are on the short list of people, if not the only one on the list. You're building trust over time in return for being top of mind when that person starts to look around for who they're going to hire. And I have found that this is not just a B2B, a B2C way of thinking. Business people think exactly the same way. We just go back after the fact and make sure that we've actually selected someone who can do the job. But this idea of being on the short list, top of mind, is exactly the way people choose professionals, just like you might choose a plumber. Of all the things I can do to create top-of-mind awareness, sending an e-newsletter would probably fall at the bottom of the cost range, which, again, makes it one of the more functional things. Am I understanding that correctly as well? Yeah, I mean, it's really gotten very effective from a uh, logistical standpoint. So, you know, again, four or five years ago, you had to hire somebody with some HTML webmaster-ish skills to get your, a nice-looking newsletter out. Today, there are dozens of vendors who sell email marketing products that allow you to in pretty short order and without any technical skill, create something that looks professionally done, coincides with whatever your company look is, and has all the kind of tracking and spam compliance and things that you'd want. The challenge actually has shifted in that today, writing a good newsletter comes down to writing something that somebody wants to read. The logistical piece has really moved into the background. Just the way you know, telemarketing is not about operating a phone system. It's about what do you say when someone you call somebody. So newsletters have kind of reached that point, too. Your challenge as a newsletter publisher is that, you know, in the short time we've been on this call, we've both gotten 50 emails into our inbox. So how do you create something that someone is going to not delete and actually recognize and look forward to so they read your stuff and call you when that day comes? You write about on your side the importance of essentially knowing where you're going and be able to communicate that to current and prospective customers, the whole notion of the vision thing. I think a lot of people get scared of that word at this point. We've sat through a number of uh, strategic planning sessions at large corporations that we've all uh, uh, you know, escaped, from which we've escaped, and uh, we're afraid to discuss that word vision because we spend a lot of time getting nowhere. But, but 
why do you think having a succinct vision is important, and, and how does that tie into this notion of building relationships and communicating with current and prospective uh, customers? Vision is a you know sort of a loaded word, and although it's a lot better than something like mission statement, which you know is, in my memory was the kind of thing you'd have to sit around creating in a bigger company, but it doesn't have to be such a huge save the world vision for your company. Although it's fine if you have something like that. What I'm talking about when I say vision is trying to be able to talk about what your company does from the perspective of what problem in general do you solve. So, for example, I sell e-newsletter services, but the vision that underlies all this is my belief that leveraging your existing relationships is the way you ought to focus on your business, that that's the way to grow your business. E-newsletters happen to be just one example of how that vision be implemented. I have a client who's a market researcher. Their newsletter talks about market research, but their vision has to do with their belief that open-ended questioning is far superior to closed-ended, and that's really kind of what drives them. The reason it matters is because what I found is that vision is what people buy. Yeah, they end up buying you know, newsletter services from me, but I never talk about it when they call anymore. They call and we start talking about relationships and all the things we're talking about on the phone, and the people who eventually hire me have, kind of get hooked into that. They like that. It, it, it resonates with something about the way they already see the world, and what I'm saying to them is, look, I have found a way to take your, your belief that relationships matter and, and your knowledge that doing business with people you already know is a better way to do it. And I have this tool to, to implement it. And at that point, if, they're, if they bought into the vision, they frankly couldn't care less what my process is. So, you know, whereas I think most companies by default start talking about themselves, number one, and then they get into this whole, you know, we have a five-step process and we do this and that, and people's eyes just glaze over. So I'm always trying to, to talk and to get my clients do the same in the way they talk about their business, to figure out, kind of, as I like to say, what flag are you carrying? You know, and a great exercise is pretend your company is a nonprofit, which, you know, hopefully it's not by default, but pretend your company's nonprofit, and if that were the case and money were not the reason you exist, why would you be here? Which could be, again, a tough question for people, but when you work through that and you come out the other end with a clear understanding of why you started your company, then you find that your selling becomes much easier. Your newsletter is aligned. Even things like your website and your brochures all suddenly kind of fall into place because you've put your finger on this higher goal that you have. And that's going to wrap it up for our weekly podcast. This is our last week of October, so next week we'll have our uh, new issue announcement coming out and a whole bunch of new podcasts with the November issue of the magazine. Uh, Once again, that was Michael Katz of Blue Penguin Development and also Mitch Bettis speaking with him. We'd like to thank Michael for taking the time and 